What is constructive possession in Massachusetts? Hi, I'm attorney Paul Whalen from Afford Law. At Afford Law, we practice criminal and family law throughout Massachusetts. Our fees are all based on your income, so that means the less you make, the less you pay. Today, we're going to talk about constructive possession cases in Massachusetts. So first of all, uh, constructive possession is not a different uh, crime from possession. It's just a different theory. So possession, uh, the crime of possession is if you have in your, uh, in your control, uh, in, in your possession, any illegal items such as drugs, guns, stolen goods, burglarious tools. I just like to say burglarious tools, uh, but uh, that, that counts as well. Um, so if you have things that are, you know, in your hand, in your pockets and so forth, obviously you're, you're possessing those items at that time. But there's a theory called constructive possession, and that theory states that you can be uh, possessing that item even if it's not physically within your control. Basically, what the Commonwealth has to prove in order to prove uh, possession, whether constructive or otherwise, is that uh, you uh, there was a, an illegal item that you had the knowledge of and you had the ability and the intent to control. So you had the knowledge the intent to control and the ability to control that item. So that can happen in many kinds of situations. Very commonly, we see uh, constructive possession charges uh, in this type of situation. Let's say that you're in a car, you're a passenger in a car, and the car gets pulled over for some reason. Uh, the police search the car and they find drugs, let's say, under this, one of the seats. You can be charged, everybody in the car, everyone in the car can be charged with constructive possession. Oftentimes, they are charged with constructive possession. Uh, keep in mind that more than one person can uh, possess a particular item. So even if one person really uh, is, owns it, let's say, everybody else can get charged and everybody else can be guilty of that crime. But let's say that the you don't know that the drugs are, are are under there. That's what we would argue anyway, especially if they are not in plain sight. So let's say they're not sitting on the seat next to you. That would be more incriminating, obviously. But if they're found under a uh, under a seat, the Commonwealth has to prove that you had the knowledge that they were there, that you had the intent to control those uh, items, that item, and the ability to control that item. So some ways that we look to uh, defend you against the constructive possession charges is to uh, look at those elements and make arguments uh, that you did not have, that the Commonwealth cannot meet that burden of uh, each of those elements. So let's say if, those, uh, if the drugs were out of sight, we could argue that you had no knowledge that those drugs were there at all, especially if they take the drugs, if they, if they fingerprint the packaging and your fingerprints are not, not on them, if there's no what they call indicia of ownership, so that just means that there's nothing that would lead the police to believe that you, in, in fact, were the, uh, were the person in possession uh, of those drugs. So they didn't have your, you know, your license wasn't on it. You, they weren't inside a, a backpack that had your personal information, um, correspondence, bills, anything like that. Uh, we often see cases like that as well, where uh, items such as drugs or guns can be in somebody's, let's say, backpack. Uh, and then you'll you'll read in the police report that inside the backpack as well was somebody's wallet, your wallet with your license, your ID, um, you know your uh, cable bill from home or whatever it might be. That those are all in, uh, indicia of ownership. So that means it, it's uh, reasonable to believe, and a jury could infer that you were the person that you had knowledge of that because that was in your personal backpack. But it, it, besides um, 
having to show that you had knowledge of it, they also have to show that you had the ability and the intent to control those items. So let's say in our example of the drugs that are underneath, underneath the seat, even if the Commonwealth can get over their burden of showing that you had knowledge, we could also argue that you had no intent to exhibit any control or any ability to exhibit control. Let's say the drugs are somebody else's and you didn't, you weren't with them when they bought the drugs and you weren't necessarily included in them uh, as far as if they were going to be sold or if they were going to be used by, uh, by people in the car or others. Uh, if none of those things are present, we can argue that you did not have the intent and the ability to control those items. So even if you, let's say you got to the car, somebody said, hey, look what I have. You know, I got a bag of whatever. Uh, so then now you have knowledge of that. Just having knowledge, what are you, what are you supposed to do if, if, the, if the person's driving? Uh, you're not going to jump out of the car, obviously. So you had knowledge of it, but you still may not have the uh, ability to control those items. So you can't say... Uh, I'm going to take those. I'm going to use them for myself because the other person's not going to let that happen, right? So uh, the intent and the ability to control the items are very crucial in um, in for the Commonwealth to prove their case against you if you're charged with constructive possession. Here's another example of a constructive possession from an actual case uh, that is often cited uh, in the jury instructions in Massachusetts. There is a uh, uh, the the police notice that there's a person that's outside walking back and forth in front of a closed business. It's late at night. Uh, it's a dark street. It looks suspicious. So the police roll up on this person. Uh, they, they talk to him, they encounter them, uh, and they find that he has burglarious to, uh, instruments on his, on his person. So he's got a crowbar and a screwdriver. It looks like he's going to use those items to jimmy the door, get in, and break into the, into the uh, establishment. The other person is in the uh, is in the in, in a car blocks away. So presumably he was the getaway driver for the uh, for the uh, uh, breaking and entering scheme. So he's far away. Clearly he's not in physical possession of the burglarious items, the crowbar and so forth. <clears throat> However, he still could be um, in possession because he had the ability uh, to control those items. He knew that the other person had had the uh, had those items what they were intended for, and he was shown to have had the ability to control uh, and the intent to control those items. Uh, it also goes into what they call a joint uh, venture theory, which is a, uh, a different topic altogether, but related. Uh, but in any case, simply not being, not having those items on his person or even in the car, he was charged and convicted of constructive possession of those uh, of those items. So those are some ways that we can uh, attack and try to um, beat a constructive uh, possession charge. There are many more. Everything starts with the police report, the facts of the case, uh, and working with you to get your side of the story because we want to hear exactly what happened from your perspective because, <clears throat> big surprise, the police report isn't usually favorable to us and to our clients. <clears throat> so we need to get the other side of the story out so that a judge or a jury will have the proper information when making a decision on your case and your future. So as I say, at Afford Law, we do practice criminal law and family law in Massachusetts. Our fees are on a sliding scale. So that means we use your income to set our fees. We try to make ourselves as affordable as possible to the hardworking men and women of Massachusetts. Feel free to visit us at affordlaw.org and feel free to book a free virtual appointment with me. I'd be happy to answer any questions you might have about criminal or family law sit, uh, situations in Massachusetts. Because at Afford Law, we're making justice affordable.
Thank you.